7 o'clock. Good morning, Pyle. How are you? Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trust name in automobiles. Another edition of our uh, holiday week show, 7 to 9 this morning. We hope to have Mark Johnson, voice the Buffaloes on. Mark is in Palo Alto for the Buffs taking on uh, the Cardinal tonight. And so we hope to have Mark with us uh, later on, maybe about 7.20 this morning, the normal time. But uh, we've reached out to Mark to make sure that <laughs> that normally he gets up kind of early mm-hmm. and is working out. So hopefully uh, Mark will be able to, to join us, put a little a bit of a, a bow on Buffs recruiting for Coach Prime, but also a talk about the Colorado men's basketball team that's on a four-game winning streak right now, taking on a uh, five and seven Stanford team. They're zero and two in Pac-12 play right now. So uh, a busy show, two hours of hopefully jam-packed fun. Lots of interesting things going on. Derek Carr. Looks like he's going to be playing someplace else in 2023 after they decided to bench him for the final two games and he made the decision, I don't want to be a distraction, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to not be around the team. So long, losers! So how long before Devontae Adams? Because one of the big reasons for him to go to the Raiders was Derek Carr, his former yeah. college teammate, to play I mean, with him. He says straight up yesterday, "This is he's the reason I'm here." And so, by now, having this divorce or separation that's going on right now mm-hmm. between the Raiders and Derek Carr, ultimately that means it's going to be a separation with the Raiders and Devontae Adams, one of the very best receivers in the league. You would think. If I'm Devontae Adams, though, I mean, they're paying me a crap load of money. Yeah, they are. But we've seen, though, Buckeye, sometimes that's... Other teams are willing to pay a crap ton of money as well if you're Devontae Adams. And could he force his way out out of being with the Las Vegas Raiders because of the situation with Derek Carr? We'll have to see what happens there. But it's become a case where Josh McDaniels wants wants his guy. And that guy is not Derek Carr. Jared Stidham. Maybe TB12. Could be. Could be Tom Brady ends up in Vegas. Could that change the the tune of Devontae Adams? Maybe. Possibly. Go from 112 to the other 12. Yeah. Rogers! Both guys will be Hall of Fame guys when their careers come to an end. Whenever that might be for Tom Brady. Maybe never. <laughs> he may gonna, die first. <laughs> 85-year-old Tom Brady finally finally called it quits by dying on the field. Well, he said he would much rather play poorly and lose than not play at all. That's not a guy that plans on retiring. I mean, basically sacrificed his marriage... To keep playing foot, yeah. to keep playing football. Let's let's just be honest about that. To a supermodel. You know? 
That's a big sacrifice to make. Football. Wedding, kids, marriage, the whole deal. Football more attractive than Giselle, apparently, to to Tom Brady. You could spend Christmas Eve at home with your family or in a hotel room playing football, and Tom chose solo football, which, hey, good for him. But But now he can't get in this, you know, 50 years from now, he's Ric Flair, like, man, I'm all alone. Well, you chose to be You you made that decision. Right. You know, it looks like that... um, Brady's going to get back at some point. Brian Jensen, former CSU Pueblo Thunderwolf, who's been they, on the injured list yeah, for they opened his season. window yesterday. Yeah, yes, they did. Speaking of CSU Pueblo, uh, Phil V. Hill. This came out a couple days ago. We just didn't get around to it yet. Played for Colorado Mesa. Uh, was also assistant coach at CMU. Phil V. Hill, now the new head coach at CSU Pueblo after uh, two years at just Western New Mexico. coaches. Yeah. We get Miles. You get Phil. Phil's a good guy. He'll do. He'll do yeah. a really good job there. Just hopefully not better than the job Miles and the uh, yeah. Maverick staff will do exactly. here in town. But so there's a lot to get to. Dalton Reisner comments about the Brett Rippin dust up on Christmas Day. We'll get into that. Oh, nobody's talking about the makeup. Shut up. You pushed a teammate. We made up, but nobody's talking about that. Shut up. But but Dalton, it speaks to the the emotions, the lack of control. Mm-hmm. By, he did by the, own by the, it, right? But yeah. still, he bookended it with uh, nobody covered the makeup. Yeah, I pushed the guy, but uh, we're boys now. Nobody covered us making up, though. Well, come on, he was angling for that bottle of wine yesterday, <laughs> whining about the media. Yeah, you guys don't cover that. Oh, come on. Stop. Randy Gregory talks about pushing Rams lineman Ode Abache. We'll play some of that sound for you coming mm-hmm. up at uh, top of next hour. And then there's Russ. And then there's Russ. Where he made the comment. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and play it right now. Is this the full long one? No, no. Oh, no okay. I mean, I'm saving the full long one because we want we want to we want we, we want to let that just soak in later on. Oh man. Here's Russ on Hackett getting fired, and really the, the role that Russ played in Nathaniel Hackett getting fired. I wish I could have played better for him, too. wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've played, you know, I've always played at and know, know how to play at. So, But what I do know is uh, he's resilient. He's going to be a tremendous coach, like I said. And I love that guy, and love now he's fired. <laughs> and now he's fired. Family man, great father, and he's gone. And he's gone. Because, now at the risk of being unpopular... Yeah. This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you. Yeah, it's not all on him, but it's, a lot of it's on him, though. I mean, let's let's be to be fair. It's not all on Russ, but Russ does play a very significant right. role. It's higher in the, than half the giant crap ton of issues the Broncos had yeah. on the offensive side of the football. Like it's higher than half because, as we saw specifically on Christmas Day. There are plays there to be made. He's just yes. not making just them. and and that's been the case throughout the yeah. course of the season. Not not just the debacle, the Christmas Day mm-hmm. crapping down both legs against the Rams at SoFi. It's yeah. been various stages throughout the season. There's various a lot plays. of Greg Penner like, damn, we can't cut Russ. We can't. We need to, but we can't. All right, Nathan, you're fired. It's Nathaniel. Doesn't matter. 
And Mike Florio wrote a piece on this yesterday uh, for Pro Football Talk about the treatment Russ is getting. And I know they debated it on Shannon Sharp, that the, the show that he does. Scamp. Well, scamp. Where, where, two guys yelling at each other in a room. <laughs> that should be the name of the show. Two guys. That should be the name of this show. Two guys yeah. yelling at each other in a room. Though we don't yell at each other no. to the extent that they do. We have our moments where it gets a little chippy. But, but I will say, when it gets chippy and we're yelling at each other, it's actually disagreement, not yeah. manufacture. No, it's we actually disagree about something. But I agree with what Florio writes in this, where he talks about that the, the treatment, the office, the the parking spaces, which is something Shannon Sharp brought up, that Russ has his own parking spot. I guess like a couple of parking spaces. I guess one for Sierra if she comes to visit. I'm not sure. That stuff's got to come to an end. Like because your wife and my wife don't have parking spots no, they, here. Hell, I don't have. You don't have a parking spot. I don't spot. have a parking spot here. Park it's on first the, come, first curve. Exactly. Half time I park on the street. Yes. Yeah. That's just what I do. But none, none I parked of us, on the street this morning because it's easier to get there than the parking lot. Ex- very true. Be careful drive, out there. Drive carefully, by the way, today. Yeah. City's on accident alert, so if you have a, a fender bender, mm-hmm. exchange information, call the police. Move it out of traffic. Get out of the can. way yeah. if you possibly can. But So keep that in mind. But if just a little minor fender bender, you know, exchange information, call mm-hmm. the cops later about it if you both can drive off and... Yeah. Go about your business. So, because they've got a lot of other things to deal with yeah. today. I got on I 70 because I was out in Clifton coming into work. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's not awful. Right. Then about halfway to Horizon, it's like, oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> it's like blowing snow. It was visibility was like very, very <laughs> minute. It's like, oh, this. Feel like you're in a scene from The Shining. Yeah. Driving to the Overlook. Felt like I was back in <laughs> North Dakota. Ground blizzard. Like, this was a bad idea. Okay, maybe. thought this was a good idea. Like, it turned out I to be was, a horrible idea. I was getting off at Horizon anyway, but they had the road closed between Horizon and 24 Road for an accident. So I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, not that I'm going any farther, but I don't want to anyway. <laughs> so. But but here's the thing. Get, getting back to Russ, yeah. though. That the way the season has gone. Look, if, if, the, if the Broncos... We're an 11-win football team right now, going mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Maybe not even AFC West champs in the playoffs, though. Yeah. You could go, okay, you know, maybe the office thing, the parking spaces, all that, that treatment, maybe unnecessary or whatever, unfair to other players. But they're winning, and you kind of go, okay, well, they're winning, and mm-hmm. long as, long as nobody's publicly complaining about it and, and looks stupid, by the way, if you're an 11-win football team. and Yeah. Dalton Reisner or or whoever's whining about Russ having an office, it looks silly and stupid. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to do that, but and nobody's doing that on this team right now. But it's the kind of stuff when you play like garbage and you get special treatment. Yeah, it makes guys guys are a little resentful, even if you're playing well, that you're being put better than mm-hmm. that you're getting more perks, and- more more opportunity, or more more perks in this case. Than other guys, but if you're winning, you tend to push that stuff to the side, right? Right, and if you start with the 11 win season, and then give him a parking space for his wife, his own office in the facility, that's different. He's earned it. Yeah, I mean, he he had the parking space in the office when he rolled up to training camp wearing his own jersey, 
in his lifted Subaru or whatever it was. He had that day one. I agree with Florio. It's not that, you know, yeah, it's a bad look. It's whatever. What has he done to earn any of that? And that's, What did he do initially? To and that's that? what Florio talks about in this article. It's like, okay, what has he done this season that makes you go, that guy deserves an office. That, guy, that guy deserves a couple of parking spots. No, he's having statistically the worst season mm-hmm. in his career. I have no problem with Tom Brady having his own damn office because he's got seven Super Bowl trophies to store in there. Yeah, he's got skins on the wall. It's like, I'm okay with that. Russ has one. Which is good, but... Nine years ago. <laughs> But it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything right now. No. It, it, when you're when you have the worst scoring offense in the league, you're yeah. having statistically your worst season ever. That yeah. this is the kind of stuff that Russ Russ needs to. You'd like to think Russ would be self aware, <laughs> but he's not. He's just not. You like go really? Or he would just go. You know what? Damn it! That office and those parking spots probably shouldn't um, have that. Let's uh, why don't you you can find some other use for that. I don't think I I don't think I need those things. I haven't earned those things. Right. I don't I don't deserve that. And quarterbacks you know, to be in a Super Bowl more recently than Russ that don't have their own offices, presumably uh, Matt Ryan, <laughs> probably no longer with the Colts. <laughs> no, um, Nick Foles also <laughs> with the Colts. Uh, Jared Goff. No longer with the team that he took to the Super Bowl. Right. They don't have their own offices. They don't have their own offices. Most guys don't. Most quarterbacks don't have their own office in the building. And I just think from from the get-go when we talked about it, I I was uncomfortable with that idea. Like, okay, I I guess if he wants to put the you know, I I try to think rationalize it in, well, he's putting this extra work in, needs his own workspace. This is something that they all agreed to, and okay, I, I, I'm not crazy about it. Like Part of it's on Peyton and Hackett and everybody else to give him the office, right? But at some point, Russ needs to be, I agree with you, self-aware enough be to be a like, leader. Yeah, you know what? Let's probably shutter that right now. Because apparently about, this extra work is not doing anything. Yeah, has it done a damn bit of good to have that office space? Because if he runs... In Los he there's a play he could still be running four days later because there was no one there, but he throws an interception. So it's, what is this extra work doing? And you, know, and, and you hear the, the occasional comment about Russ that when he was in Seattle that was, was unapproachable by teammates, that they had to go through his agent to set up a time to talk to him. Totally the, get that. If that stuff's true, Wow. But but it just goes against what he's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimate team leader, good guy. I would like to I would like to think Russell Wilson. He got what he wanted. He wanted he wanted out of Seattle. He got to go to a team that wanted him, desperately wanted him, and gave up a lot to get him. And he and is now he's stuck. And, and and now Denver's stuck. Denver's stuck too. But now <laughs> Russ is stuck. Yeah, and and so you need to find a way. To rebuild this, rebuild yourself as a football player, and rebuild your relationship with, with a team that you've only been with for one season, not even a full season yet, because a lot of damage has already been done. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. I mean, next year, you know they they would like to probably avoid paying another thirty seven million dollars in twenty twenty five before it becomes fully and completely guaranteed. I mean, this call there. 
this is going this is going to be a very pivotal 2023 where Russ better start doing everything he possibly can to make this work. And and, and, and that's a small step. The office thing, the parking spaces, mm-hmm. it's a small step. But, but you it's a step small. It's a step in the right direction to, to send a signal to your teammates. I am committed to getting this thing turned around. I am not better than you because I played worse than a lot of you this past season. And if I'm going to be a leader, these are the steps I have to take. I have to be accountable for, for how I played. And for me, there's another another aspect of this because he's always and forever going to be compared to Peyton Manning because late in their career, come to the Broncos, blah, 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 right? Peyton Manning got guys take a little less. You know, they'd come in. They'd adapt to a different role. They would maybe, you know, take fewer touches but a chance to compete and learn and do the whole thing with Peyton Manning. There's no one really right now that seems like they want to come into Denver and take less money to be with Russell Wilson. No, absolutely not. Because PFM Because would, they're not going to get to know him. But he was also willing to take less himself. Yes. He did not put himself above everybody else in that but, team. He he was a unquestioned leader because he earned that. But he was also one of the boys, and you got a feeling yes. that when he talked about, um, oh, uh, the... Uh, the former Brown safety who threw his drink cup at T.J. Ward. T.J. Ward. When Peyton Manning talked about what a great guy T.J. Ward was, you feel like he knows what he's talking about. When Russ talks about, ah, oh, man, K-Jack, great guy, they may never have shared a conversation. You don't get yeah. the feeling that he's talked to very many of these guys. And I just don't know why, but that feels that way. And therein lies part of the problem with, with the situation with Russell Wilson, that that he didn't feel like he felt like he had earned Tom Brady like respect in Seattle. Maybe some ways they should have treated him with a little more respect. But yeah, I, going I, into the 2015 season, sure, yeah. back to back Super Bowl appearances. But it didn't end up that way, and so he comes to Denver, a place where he has no skins in the wall in Denver. He has he has a win against Denver in Super Bowl 48, but there was almost this expectation of treat me like Brady. Because I'm going to be a Hall of Famer, and I'm here to be the savior, and I'm going to answer all your problems. I'm going to solve all your issues on the offensive side. But if he plays this contract and they're a 500 team, he's not going in five years after he retires to no. Canton. He's going to have to wait, if at all. He, he might. He'll. I think he would get in. But you're right. If but it's five more years of this, but this, but yeah, he goes from maybe a couple of years, you know, on the mm-hmm. ballot. To, to maybe yeah you're right, to maybe never getting in if he has if he well, I mean how long is he gonna be in the league if he puts up another year like this year right well somebody uh, will take him somebody but then again what if this is whether this is truly where he's now going I I don't think it is I don't I'm just throwing this out there from a hypothetical standpoint because mm-hmm. I do think he is fixable I do agree with George Payton on that. But, but, damn, he, but, I mean, but you got to be healthy around him, and you, the offensive line's got to be better, and he has to be committed to making himself better. He talks about, you know, I, work, I tirelessly work at being better, working on my craft. Well, it sure didn't look like that this Hasn't season. Shown it. I haven't you seen know, it. He struggles, not, not even games, he struggles to string drives together this year. Yeah. I, there's There's been maybe... 
two quarters of play. The third, fourth quarter against the Raiders and the third quarter against the Chiefs to where it's like the old Russ is there. At, at times against but Seattle when in the first game. When you're talking, what, 54 quarters of games you've actually played yeah. this year? It's like I, two out of 50. That's not great. Okay, you can only live on glimpses for so long. Yeah, and, and you have to be a rookie. <laughs> you, right. When you're getting two hundred and forty some odd million dollars on your next on your contract for the next seven years, you can't have glimpses here and there. No, you've you've got to have four quarters of really good right. football week in and week out. Okay, everybody you has a game. You can't lose to Baker Mayfield. No, you can't. You can't go out and throw a couple of picks in the first quarter and put your defense in a bad spot, and then they just go screw this. We're mm-hmm. done anyway. We're not going to the playoffs. So lose right. to Mahomes, fine. Lose to Baker Mayfield yeah, and not, some of the other jabronis they lost to this year. Not good. Baker twice, right? Wasn't he lost to Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan got yeah. benched. Wasn't he the quarterback of the Panthers when they lost? Or was that Darnold? Darnold was a quarterback, yeah, when they Same lost. Same guy, really. But the, the point still stands. And, and the Panthers are playing much better football, and they're in the playoff chase. But still, you should, if you're Denver, supposed to be as good as everybody hyped, including myself, yeah. hyped you up to be, you don't go to Carolina and lose that game to Sam Darnold. Right. Who had not started the whole season Tyler until Huntley. that game. Tyler Huntley. And, and being close, and being close. At some point, that's that ceases to be an excuse. Well, like eight one score games. Uh, okay, well, but the fact you lost you them all. but you lost them. It doesn't matter now. You lost them. You're four and eleven. Your record says exactly who you are. You lost to Zach Wilson, not Russell. No, but Zach Wilson beat you. And Baker Mayfield a, beat you. And I get it. Brett Rippon quarterback that game against the Jets, but still. That's two, a game. That's a game you should have won. Two guys the Jets didn't want. Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold have beaten you this season. Yeah, <laughs> seven twenty-two. All right, it's time for what's happening. Texter College Chick Fil A breakfast team phone line nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. The Broncos are into the post Nathaniel Hackett era with assistant coach Jerry Rossberg picked to be the interim head coach after the firing of Hackett on Monday. The Denver front office offered the interim job to defensive coordinator Jiro Vero, but he turned or declined that opportunity, so the team turned to 67-year-old assistant coach Jerry Rosberg. The veteran assistant coach brought in to help Hackett with in-game management earlier in the season will be Rosberg's first NFL head coaching opportunity. Who would sign up for this? You know, So you get to coach in the National Football League, huh? Okay, here's the Kansas City Chiefs. Here I am. Choose me. Broncos play at the Chiefs this Sunday. Pre-game at 9, kickoff at 11 on New Year's Day on the Team Sports Network. Also yesterday, quarterback Russell Wilson talking about his now former head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Wilson going through the worst statistical season of his career, and he says better play from him would have helped Hackett keep his job. I wish I could have played better for him, too. wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've played, you know, I've always played at and know, know how to play at. So, But what I do know is uh, he's resilient. He's going to be a tremendous coach, like I said. And- All right, so Thursday night football tonight. It's Dallas at Tennessee pregame at 5.30 on the Team Sports Network. Also, the Las Vegas Raiders announcing they have benched Derek Carr for the final two games of the season. Some believe it's a move that uh, will lead the Raiders to either cutting or trading Derek Carr uh, early on in 2023. But Carr has also decided to uh, not be around the team. Feels like he'll be a distraction. Jared Stidham 
Josh McDaniels guy in New England will get the start coming up this Sunday for the Las Vegas Raiders. Denver Nuggets five-game winning streak came to an end and the Kings stunning 127 to 126 won at Sacramento last night. Denver blew a 19-point second-half lead as the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, and DeMantis Sabonis combined for 95 points. The Nuggets are without Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, and Jeff Green. Murray is out for maintenance on his knee and Gordon with a shoulder injury. Nikola Jokic led Denver with 40 points with Bones Highland adding 20. Michael Porter Jr. dropped in 19 uh, in the loss last night. The Cutter Mesa women's basketball team is on the road this weekend. They play at CSU Pueblo tomorrow, New Mexico Islands on Saturday. Highlands in the middle of the Armac pack right now, sitting at 9-3 and three in the season and 3-3 three and three in Armac play. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says Highlands may not have the best talent, but they play hard every game. I don't think they're a huge team, kind of like a Mines. You know, their length really bothers everybody. They're scrappy. You know, they'll kind of switch up their defense. They'll press a little bit, play zone, man. They just kind of make you do some different things and try and keep you off balance. So we'll have Mavericks basketball tomorrow and Saturday. Those are earlier start times, by the way, than normal. So the women's pregame will start at one forty-five tomorrow, 2 o'clock tip both days, both at CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Islands. The men will tip it off at 4 o'clock both days right here on the Team CMU Sports Network, brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. And that's... What's happening? All right, 725. So if you got some thoughts, we're talking about Russell Wilson, Mike Florio, feels like that the Broncos need need to sit down, Russell Wilson down and go, sorry, Russ, the office is gone, parking spaces are gone, and that whoever they hire, they need to treat Wilson like they would treat any other player on the team. That means calling Wilson out yeah. when Wilson plays like garbage. Absolutely. And and stop the the, the coddling of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. We've got some thoughts on that today. You can text or call us, 970-242-1340. Uh, also, before I take a break, I want to congratulate Jolene Malumba. Jolene hey. was congr- over at CDOT. Sure, she's busy this morning, along with the rest of the CDOT folks. She gets a 12-pack of Bud Light and four NFL glasses. It's our Pile Pigskin Pick'em Contest, powered by Kistner Motors. Get your picks in by going to our website, theteam1340.com. Click on the Pile Pigskin Pick'em link, and you can make your picks. Have a chance to win one of two $500 gift cards to play it again sports in the Valley Plaza and that big green egg smoker and grill from Fruta Co-op Country. Must be 21 or older. So uh, get, get uh, your picks in now at theteam1340.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 7.30, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Got some thoughts about uh, Mike Florio writing about Russell Wilson, saying that what should happen with Wilson, that, number one, the new coach should not be afraid to criticize Wilson. Also, that the office, the parking spaces, all the all those perks need to go away because it is... When, when you have done nothing to earn that, which Wilson has not done anything to earn that this season. No. He's put together statistically the worst year of his career. Well, and the thing about the parking spot, at least, 
if he's first in the door and working so hard, he should be able to get the same parking spot, right? Because he should be the first should, one there. Exactly. You would think that, right? You would think. That you should have your your choice of parking spots. Your yeah. first guy in the building. Pick everybody's but jo- Greg Penner's and George Payton's. Exactly. So I've got some thoughts on that today. I mean, Rossberg's still in the auxiliary lot. Got a text. We got some leftovers. I'm gonna throw one in, one in for uh, for leftovers from yesterday from mm-hmm. John. Hey guys, Jim Harbaugh would be the best bet for the Broncos. He could bring in a system that focuses on the run and defense and let Russell have less pressure. We'll see how the playoffs shake out. If he wins, uh, he could go out on top. That might be tempting. He wouldn't leave without a national championship um, for the team. I ask him if. I'll, if the team, I'll ask him if I see him. I'll be rooting on my boys the Fiesta Bowl. My Christmas gift. Go blue, from John this morning. And I uh, and there's a connection with Condoleezza Rice mm-hmm. and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and you could probably get out from that Russ contract if he comes in and he runs the ball and he plays defense because that's what Pete Carroll does. And Russ loved that so much, he worked his way out of town. So that might be the best bet for the Broncos. At some point, get out from under the contract. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a case of <laughs> Russ has got to Russ has got to decide what Russ wants here. Does Russ want to win another Super Bowl? Is he willing to adapt what he does and take a bit of a lesser role in in that happening? See, and, and I think and, there's some and, and I don't know, involved. and I and I don't know about that. I don't right. know if he's willing to do that. I don't, I don't think Russ would want the Super Bowl 50 Broncos-like win. I don't think he wants to be along for the ride. That's not going to be good He wants to be him. the reason they win. He wants to win the Super Bowl. Not be a Super Bowl winner, a two-time winner, right? Peyton Manning's a two-time winner, but everybody kind of agrees the defense carried them to Super Bowl 50. And, and so would PFM. And PFM would, that's what I mean. And he's okay with that. I think Peyton's fine with that fact. It may irk him a little bit, but... I think he's okay with the fact that, you know, essentially he helped build that team as the assistant GM to John Elway because people came to play with Peyton Manning. Russ wants to go out and win the Super Bowl. You know, he wants to game and ball in his hand, game on the line, and, you know, overthrow a receiver across the middle or whatever. That's what I feel Russ wants to do. Just kind of the way this act has presented itself. And we talk about it, right? We've talked about it for three months now. What does the character Russell Wilson want? Not the actual person, because while it's down in there somewhere, you're never going to see it. You'll never see real Russ. You're going to get Russ Wilson portraying Russell Wilson. So I think he wants the script to read. He goes out, and everybody else is just kind of faltering, and he rallies the troops and wins the Super Bowl. I don't think he wants to be along for the ride. That won't be good enough. Yeah, I, I, I still have some hope that that maybe there's somewhere in him that... Is a real person? A real well, boy? Well, <laughs> that part, the reason they won Super Bowl Forty Eight was a Legion of Boom, was a, yeah. their, their tremendous defense. And Percy Harvin didn't hurt either. Um, hurt the Broncos, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I... But you're right. But the big I, offensive I performance from that day is still DT. It's not any of the Seahawks. 
even though they scored 43 points. You know, it's Super Bowl record for catches. Was it like 17 or 18, something like that? I don't think it was that high, but I don't remember exactly how many Demarius Thomas had. But it was a lot. And I, I just think that if you're Russell Wilson, you, you are now at the stage of your career. You have to decide, okay, I get it. You want to let – you wanted to cook. Mm-hmm. And there'll still be moments where you can cook. 13 catches, 18 yeah. targets for DT. But you're not going to be the reason we win a Super Bowl if you're if you're a Denver Bronco. Got to play a role in that. Got to be part of that. Got to give you – you got to provide competent quarterback play that allows you to win – but he's not going to be. He's not going to put him on his back. He didn't when they won the Super Bowl previously. He didn't put them on his back. He hasn't been a real factor in any of their wins this season. No, he he has not. Texans garbage team defense helped you out against the Niners. Your running game helped you out in London a little bit. Russ was probably the most responsible for that. But you had a touchdown for Murray, a touchdown for Melvin Gordon. Remember, he still played for this team. And then you didn't even play against the Cardinals. I yeah. mean, a half a win is on Russ's shoulders out of the and, four And that's year. it. And last time I checked, that doesn't give you an office and a parking space or no, spaces. That's only a half more than me. You know, and, and very quickly, getting back to Jim Harbaugh, Condoleezza Rice, who's going to play a, a prominent role. Mm-hmm. Being one of the minority owners of the team, she's going to be involved in the the coaching search. That Rice would help Harbaugh recruit. She would see players and you know and and recommend players to him, and that they've known each other a very very long time. So, kind of keep an eye on that a little bit. That that relationship. What's where, Lewis Hamilton's role in all of this? That's my question. The parking space issue. Oh, yeah. Good point, actually. <laughs> Can we create something like like yeah. the pits in Formula One? Right. Well, you, Where Russ drives in and then Russ quickly drives out. You safely pulled into that spot. <laughs> That's not how we do things here. If you're not drifting, you're not trying. Exactly. So, you know, whoever Your comes car in. car has doors? Who, whoever comes in to lead this football team. The relationship is going to have to be not not one of we're we're collaborative and we're on an equal footing. Head coach and quarterback that obviously didn't work out with that relationship with Hackett and Wilson. It's somebody's the head coach, yeah. And Rush, you're just a player like the other fifty fifty two guys on the on the active roster. That comes down to Greg Penner, though, doesn't it? Think so. Giving him the giving the new coach the. Uh, freedom, I guess, or the the nod of do what you have to do to get these guys in line. I'll be honest, Greg Pinner needs, if he hasn't already, needs to sit down with Russell Wilson and go, "Hey, Russ, we've shown to you that we want you to be here. We look mm-hmm. look at the commitment we made in terms of of, of trading for you yeah. and the extension that we were personally involved with as an ownership group. That we believe you can be a big part of our success here. Mm-hmm. Here's the problems. Here's the problems we have." You Team, suck right now. You, you're having your worst career year. You've got perks that we do not feel you've merited at this point in time. Mm. We'd be glad to re-examine those things down the road if things change. And whoever we hire for as the head coach, it's not going to be this collaborative, symbiotic kind of thing where it's 
a big group hug between mm-hmm. you and the head coach, and you guys are on equal footing. We're going to bring in a head coach that's going to run the show, that's going to be in charge of this football team, and you are going to be part of a 53-man roster like everybody else. It's not going to be a 52-1. and one. No. All right. We'll get some text. Let's get to a couple very quickly. Did the one from John. Appreciate that from yesterday from John. Um, got one from Mike in Scottsdale. Good morning, muchachos. Seven to nine schedule all week makes me pine for my insurance agency days. Let's see if Guru agrees with my lock today. Cowboys Titans under 39 and a half without Henry. The Titans offense is as bad as the Broncos. Ouch. He's right about that. Yeah, but also Dallas is going to be playing in this game too. Which Dallas team shows up? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, if they, if it's the three points against the Bucks team, then yeah, you're going to hit the over. But if it's the 54 points against the Colts, then that's going to hit the over on its own. <laughs> exactly. Larry from Clifton. Sports people are saying in national media and sports that the Broncos' job is not very appealing the way Russ has played this year and the lack of draft picks the Broncos have. Yeah, they're. It's really not. It's it's not. I, I I can't disagree with that. Steve this morning. Russell Wilson jersey should be on sale for 100% off. Lots of supply, but not much demand. I think if you go to the team store and take it off the shelf and just walk out the door, the staff is like, eh. Okay. <laughs> you'll, right. you'll be back. Yeah, yeah. You'll be back to buy somebody else's jersey. And bring Russell's back. All right, Nuggets last night, uh, your top team in the Western Conference. Uh, they they picked up the win against Sacramento the night before and then had the Kings again last night. This time around, the Nuggets uh, falling to the Kings, uh, 127-126. Denver's five-game winning streak comes to an end. Denver had a 19-point second-half lead and could not uh, finish the, the, that game off last night. Oh, sounds like the night before, but the other way. But the other way, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, and DeMontis Sabonis, they combined for 95 points in that game for the Kings last night. In fairness to the Nuggets, no Jamal Murray, uh, a night of rest for that knee. Aaron Gordon with a shoulder problem, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, none of those guys played last night. And so, uh, I mean, that Murray and Gordon, those are two big losses. Brown from a, a 3 and D standpoint, that, mm-hmm. that's a big loss. But uh, Denver uh, unable to hold on to that 19-point second half late. Nikola Jokic led Denver with 40 points. Bones Highland had 20. Michael Porter Jr. has played well since coming off uh, the injury list. He had 19 last night after the game. Coach Michael Malone on the Nuggets losing to the Kings. I have to go back and watch the film, but you you can't give up three quarters of 52 in the second, 60 in the third, and 72 in the fourth uh, and expect to outscore a team when you're without uh, you know, for your top eight players. Well, the turnovers, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, obviously uh, I think Fox had 13 points in the uh, fourth. I think uh, Monk had 10. Um, and at halftime, in the first half, at halftime, the second half, every huddle was preaching to our guys, get back, get back, get back. They were just, you know, on paper, I think they had 21 fast break points, but it was a lot more than that. Um, so, yeah, they were they were very aggressive. I think we're up 11 with seven to go. And uh, obviously, um, poor possessions on offense, didn't value the ball, uh, missed some good looks that we did create. But defensively, it was just way too easy. You know, the number of uh, easy ones at the rim, blow-bys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, told our players today that, you know, we're 5-0 in our last five, we have the number two defense. We're 8-1 in our last nine, we have the number eight defense. 
under, and then with the premise being understand why you're winning. Well, we didn't win tonight because we didn't defend anybody. It's really simple. All right, there's Michael Malone. And uh, New Orleans now tied with the Nuggets atop the Western Conference. Both teams are 22-12 and 12 on the season. Memphis a game and a half back in third. The Clippers two back in the uh, Western Conference right now. I just, I've been saying it for a couple of years now, and I don't want people to think I'm advocating that he should lose his job, but there does need to be a conversation at some point of, you've been harping on defense for five years now, and you can't get this team to defend night in and night out. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? It's like, we've been talking about, well, if we defend, it shouldn't be if, at this point in your tenure, unless the message just isn't landing anymore. Right? Or is that just me? I think it's a valid point. I, I, I still think there are more positives from Michael Malone than, than the negatives as being the head coach of this basketball team. I think he does call them out. I think there there is accountability with him. But you but you, you're right. I mean we've talked about this since since he took over as a head coach. He's never been able to get defensive buy in consistently from this team. Like he referenced, mm-hmm. number two team defensively in the league over the last five or six games. What, what's been the record? They've won five straight until they lost last night. What happened last night? They had a poor defensive night. and They've been below uh, average defensively five of his seven years. Or sorry, six of eight. It's a long tenure. And, and, I, and I feel for him because I feel like he tries to get this message driven home, but it doesn't seem like guys... They pay attention for a while, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, well, look, we've won five straight, so we can take a night off. It didn't help last night, as he referenced. I don't think, and I, don't, I feel like it's not he, an excuse. He, Jamal Murray on the second half of a back to back shouldn't be out there. That that knee still needs to rest, and mm-hmm. and yeah, Aaron Gordon who's played extremely well for this team. I mean, this is this is the Kings. It's it's not like you're. You're, you're, you're playing to be the number one seed in the month of December, the, right. the latter days of December. This is a good time to give some guys some rest, particularly Jamal Murray. But you got to get buy-in from everybody defensively. That yeah. that's that's how we win basketball games when we have nights when we have you know a couple of our starting five out of the out of the lineup. This is how we win. We defend every single night on the road at Ball Arena. And at one point, you're right. What where does Michael Malone deserved the blame. He keeps preaching the mm-hmm. same sermon, but the parishioners just apparently aren't right. buying in at this point in time. But I'm okay with a load management loss, especially for this team. Oh, second night of a back-to-back against Sacramento is way, way, way down the priority list. But when you're up 11 with seven minutes left to go or whatever the stat he rolled out there, then, then all of that is out the window, right? Like, oh, we're missing two of our starters. You got guys that are hurt. We got guys that are banged up. And that excuse is now out the window if you are a double-digit lead halfway through the fourth quarter and lose. If you're down eight all night, load management game. Hey, you know what? We got some bench guys, some reserves, a lot of time, and they yeah. scrapped and they just weren't able to come through. I'm much more okay with that than man. This team still does not buy into his message defensively night in and night out. And, and, and I think part point, of that's the, the bench, too. I think I think the bench play, in terms of the defensive effort, mm-hmm. not that I'm, I'm giving the starters a pass here, but that seems to be a problem, too. When yeah. when you have a night like last night where you're, you're a little bit shorthanded, 
You need the bench to defend. Obviously score a little bit, mm-hmm. but but provide a really solid defensive effort against a Kings team that's not horrible. They're right. not terrible, but they're not great. And that's a game you should win. And I'm not, you know, let's let's not overhype a loss to Sacramento in December. But it's something that I think is a relevant point that But for forty you, minutes they were gonna win that game. And should have won that game. Should have. And should be a six game winning streak and not a not a five game winning streak that gets snapped. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, got some thoughts. We were talking about uh, Mike Florio's article in Pro Football Talk. That, that Whoever the next head coach is in Denver, the relationship needs to be coach-player with Russell Wilson. The office needs to go away. The parking spaces need to go away. The preferential treatment needs to go away. And that Russell Wilson needs to be one of 53. Not 52 plus one in Russell Wilson being the guy that has has the, the perks, the privileges over everybody else. So if you've got some thoughts on that today, text or call us 970-242-1340. Uh, we're here till 9 o'clock this morning. And yes, Mr. Baker, it is uh, Mike from Scottsdale. Little banker hours, yeah. Yeah, we'll run some bankers hours this week. Yes, we are. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 752. Jim and the Buckeye Boy and your Libby Pelletier just mentioned City Grand Junction under accident alert. So if you have a little fender bender, exchange insurance information and then uh, call the police later. So uh, do keep that in mind. Drive, drive slow. Give yourself extra time this morning. It is a nasty, nasty uh, drive out there today. Uh, We have a text from Marty on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. I'm not going to stress about the Nuggets just yet. The lack of defense is frustrating, but I think this team is supremely talented offensively. I suspect they'll tighten up the D close to the playoffs. And once I see enough talent on both sides of the ball to go, and, and for once I see enough talent on both sides of the ball to go deep in the playoffs, I'm already stressing hoping they can find a way to resign Bruce Brown. All right, so I think it's you know it bears having some concern about the Nuggets defensively. Mm-hmm. I, I I do feel though that I don't know if I'm Michael Malone, I'm just frustrated, right? Because this is something he he talks about. It seems like any time they lose, it's because he feels like the defensive effort just is not there. Right. Maybe I'm getting tired of him harping on it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's like, you know, you're not going to hold teams to 85 points anymore. And maybe that's what his expectation is, and maybe that's on him. But, I mean, they're below average defensively on the whole this year. They have been league-wide, ratings-wise, six of his eight years. And when they've been above average, it's .2% above average and one and a half percent above average so it's not like they're going out there a couple years and he can point to be like see when we get this right we're great because they don't really go any farther in the playoffs in those years but it's just frustrating to where you're you feel I feel like you're wasting some of Nikola Jokic's prime here 
harping on the same thing, but you know, no, you get oh, this guy is going to be good D, good three and D guy. Okay, well, you get the three. Where's the D? Where's where's the defense but they from? Keep, but they keep bringing in guys, though, Buckeye, that historically have delivered that. Whether it's been a Bruce Brown, whether it's been Aaron Gordon, part of the mm-hmm. reason he was brought in was his ability to defend. And and now we are really seeing that that deal was a really good deal for Aaron Gordon. Yes. Because from the scoring standpoint, the rebounding, the defense, Aaron Gordon has become the the complete package that they were looking for in Denver. But Denver doesn't have the big three capability that like Golden State or Cleveland at the time or the Lakers or Boston or whoever. They have Nikola Jokic and kind of everyone else until Jamal Murray gets back to play 75 games in a season. And MPJ could be that guy if he can stay on the floor. And that's the that's the problem now with him is that he, he played last night and he had the great game the other night against Sacramento. But keeping him on the floor is an issue. Yeah. I just, I'm frustrated because they could be so much better. And now we're in year eight of hearing the same things over and over. We're also complaining about a team that's tied for first in the Western Conference, one of the better teams in the league, but, but they're still, they're cracks in, in, you know, in, in the armor of the Nuggets. Hour two coming up.